Hello, friends, Maestro here, bringing you episode 390 of Maestro on the Mic, doing it Thursday, shorty style. In today's episode, I'm talking to you about how do you gain clout as a newbie in the online space. You need attention to build trust, you need trust to get attention. Where do you start? I got an answer. All this and more, but first, hey, DJ, give me that heartbeat. This is Maestro on the Mic. A podcast designed to help you change your mindset and your life. It is time for something new. Join host Dr. Shante Cofield, also known as the Movement Maestro, on a journey to see the bigger picture. Open your eyes. Find your passion and discover how movement unites us all. Let's get it popping. This is Maestro on the Mic. I'm the Maestro, and you're about to get maestro Three, two. Hello, 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 my podcast people, and thank you for joining me for yet another episode of my favorite podcast. Right off the bat, shout out to my girl, Emma Jack. She's been on the podcast. Courtney, if you could link that, thank you. She DM'd me, slid into the old DMs, and was like, maestro, I am loving the short format. And I was like, Emma, that's fucking awesome, because I'm loving producing them or whatever you want to call them. I'm recording it that way. So send me a little message and was just like that 17 to 22 minute mark is awesome enough to drive her, you know, drive her across town, get the whole thing in. Don't have to worry about coming back to it later. And I was like, this is such great feedback. And I mean, I was going to stick with it anyway, but it's always great to hear from people and let, you know, know that your message, your approach is landing. So Emma, thank you. And for the rest of you, if you want to give me your feedback, let me know if you like the shorties. I'd love to hear from you. You already know. You can text me. You can DM me. And yes, it is my phone. It will be green. <gasps> yes. It kind of bothers me, but it is what it is. It's going to be green because it's a sideline. The number is 310-737-2345. It is me. Or you shoot me a little DM at The Movement My Show. I always love hearing from you, whether it's, you know, you want to say you like the shorties or you have a request for an episode, whatever it is. Appreciate you. So today we're kind of following up from last week's episode. Last week I spoke, or not even last week, on Monday, but I recorded it last week. On Monday I spoke about some things and my thoughts around deciding whether or not online business is for you. Not looking to push anyone out of it, push anyone or deter anyway, deter anyone from trying it, but also just wanting to be very transparent in what I think are some of the prerequisites, the requirements for sticking with this thing long enough to experience some success. Today, I want to talk about if you've decided to venture into the online space, how to gain that authority, how to gain that clout that really ultimately pushes you over the threshold and makes things a lot easier. You know, having, and I didn't say this word, but having trust is one of the best ways to future-proof your business. But it's also can be one of the hardest things to gain because on a, on a, on a, uh, a larger scale, that's what I'm trying to say, on a larger scale because you need more eyes, right? I'm thinking about Seth Godin's attention trust cycle. He talks about, well, you need attention to get trust, but you need trust to get more attention. So what comes first? And I'm actually going to talk about this, but one of the things that comes first is, is showing up and caring for your current people. But I want to speak about this as it relates to the online space because one of the things that you'll see is that when you first start out, like it can be difficult for you to gain that traction because people, they don't know you and they don't know if they should care about what you're saying, right? As much as 
you know, we want to talk about follower count doesn't matter. Like it does matter. It matters to a certain extent and it makes things easier. No, I don't want people obsessing over it. But for me to be like, it doesn't matter would be a lie. It definitely makes things easier because if you see a higher follower count, right, people don't like going first. They don't like being early adopters. They don't like being alone. We are a social species. People really do like to go second. And so just a little hint, those who are willing to go first oftentimes are the ones who will succeed as long as they keep going. But in the fact that the, yeah, in the fact that people want to go second and see other people having done that thing and not died, when there is a larger follower account, follower count, people are more apt to follow because they're like, other people are doing it. It must be good. Instead of deciding for themselves, they assume that. I mean, you know, perhaps the, the flip side is that oftentimes, not oftentimes, but sometimes when people have lower follower counts, it's because it's like a private account or it's, that's not what they do for a living. So if that kind of, a, if that a low number follower count appears on someone's account, I think our brains are kind of like, well, this person doesn't put shit out. This person like is new. This person doesn't know what they're talking about. So we don't follow them. We don't like that post, whatever. So to that end, yes, having a higher follower count can make things easier and does bring with it some clout, some sense of authority. And once you get to a certain number, it makes things easier in general. And every post subsequently that you put out, whether it's really good or not, people like it, right? It, it's, I think of it like art, right? Where once someone gets famous, me as a, a noob, as a, a, what do we want to call it? A, a muggle, an art muggle. I'd be like, that looks like trash. That's terrible. That's objectively for me, or I guess I say, should say subjectively, for me, that is terrible. Or to me, that is terrible. And people are like, oh, but it's a famous person, blah, blah, whatever. They painted it with a mop. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? But they were over that authority threshold. So what I want to speak about in today's episode is what I think people should be doing in those early days to try and get over that threshold, to gain that trust, to get the eyes, to gain the clout so that they can get past that and make life that much easier. So three parts that I'm thinking, three things, three, yeah, we'll say three things that I'm thinking that I would love to see people lean into and what I would do if I was starting at, starting out right now and also what I did when I was starting out. So number one is to start in person. I actually just did a post about this. Courtney, thank you. Uh, and the whole take home is that the, it's a, it's a, tweet sliders, tweet carousel. But the whole point is, was that the easiest way to start an online business is in person. The skills that you develop from in-person interactions are 100% uh, transferable to the online space. And it's just much easier to build trust in person. Namely, because there's just so many forms of interaction or, yeah, we'll say so many forms of interaction and communication going on. We have body language. You can smell someone. That makes a big difference. Maybe maybe you laughed when I said that, but that is a big difference between in-person and online. You cannot smell things online, and it's one of our senses, right? You can feel someone. You can feel their energy. I think you can feel some of the energy through the computer and through a screen as well, but it's different. We all know that in-person versus online is different. I love online, but I'm not trying to make something something that it's not. So it becomes a little bit easier, a little bit faster to build trust in person versus online. And additionally, it becomes a little bit easier to access people so that you can look to build that trust, meaning you can go and pound the pavement 
and host an event and go to a, a gym or go to a space, go to a networking event and actually meet people look to build trust and look to broaden that audience of potential customers. Whereas in the online space, it's just like, let me make a post and hope someone somewhere sees it. Yes, you can absolutely run paid traffic, but that is not a fast way at all to build trust at all. You literally need to build trust like after you've run the ad. It's, it's not like a shortcut or anything like that. So that in mind is oftentimes much easier to start your online practice, your online business in person. So you can get those reps, you can get those results, you can get that reputation, and you can carry that confidence into the online space. Even if you pivot and you start doing something else in the online space, you still have that confidence that you're going in, going in with, and that can be huge for combating uh, imposter syndrome. The second thing to think about with that is that you also have results, right? You've gone, done the thing in person. You know that you can get results, which means when you move into the online space, you're not spending time trying to see if you can get results. You're not spending time to, trying to attract some early adopters so you can then stick with them to see if they get the results that you can then use it to attract more people. You've already got the results. So you have that confidence with you. And that's one lesson that you have to worry about. Now you can just focus on marketing and conveying your message and getting your message out there. Not to mention, again, the confidence that comes with knowing that you can deliver a service, that you can get results. It's a huge, huge, huge leg up. So the first part, uh, the three-part approach of what I would do if I was just starting out to, to build that authority, to gain that clout, to get the eyes is start in person. Right? Number two is a little bit what I said earlier, Seth Godin's attention trust cycles, that I would focus on getting results, results for my current clients. Now, when you're first starting out, your, your initial clients, I should say, are going to likely be your friends and family. Whether it's that they're online or in person, doesn't matter. But they typically are, I did that meme actually, the, uh, I talked about it in the past, the Sex and the City meme where Kim Cattrall, what is her name, uh, Samantha, is talking to Smith Jared. And she's just like, first come the gays, then the girls, then the industry. And I adapted it to say, first come your family, then your friends than the strangers when you're looking to sell something. So initially, it's typically going to be friends and family. Focus on getting them results. If it happens to be someone who's not your friend family, it doesn't matter. Still, you focus on your current people, no matter how many people it is. If it's just one person, that's fine. Focus on getting them the results because they will spread your message farther and faster than you will ever be able to. And they will... We'll say persuade, I hate that word, but it's just what came to mind. They will persuade people more than you ever will. And you don't have to them, which is great. Right? People like to go second. Right? Give them the gift of going second. And the way that you do that is by having testimonials. It's by getting results for your current clients and then having your current clients go and talk about the results that you got them. Or even better, Kathy Sierra calls this word of obvious, I believe. Uh, and that's where the changes, the results that you've helped this person achieve are just so obvious that their friends are like, dude, what have you been doing? Whatever, you know, you look amazing, you're playing amazing, you sound amazing, whatever the thing, the results are, it's obvious that there has been a change and their friends are like, I want that as well. Okay, so point number two, step number two, focus on getting results for your current clients. And then number three, and I think this is probably the most important, especially if you have zero clients. So the second one that I just listed can be tough because people are like, but I don't have any clients. Cool. I think that this third part is how you attract them. You must live your message. You must be the best results 
for whatever it is that you are offering. I think about, I'm pretty sure I shared, the short, shared this story before, but uh, Jill Coleman, my biz, my biz bestie, and pretty much my life bestie, uh, her brother, Dan Coleman, has a funny story where he was talking to his mom. He's like fresh out of college and he was reading a lot of personal development books and like finance books. And he was just like, mom, I'm going to start a blog about finance and about personal development and about success. And she looked at him and was like, but you're not that successful. And every <laughs> I don't think I could tell that story without laughing because it's so <laughs> First off, it's savage. Second, it's so true. And I think it's just like, <laughs> it's so good. I apologize for laughing into the mic there, but it just encapsulates, encompasses just the, the essence of, of like what the message is there, right? Like live the part. As it relates to business, especially online business, I believe that those who succeed typically have an aspirational quality to them. Now, this could literally be anything. And I've done a I've done a post in the past about how happiness, in my opinion, is the most aspirational quality. But you can apply it to anything. To that end, marketing becomes exponentially easier if the aspirational quality you have is the same as your expertise. So if it is, in Dan's case, he wants to be talking about, you know, uh, making money as, and you know, saying that this is his expertise, his area of expertise, then he should also have money, right? We see the two there where the aspirational quality, oh, I want money. He has money. is the same as his expertise. He's teaching about money. Ramit is a great example of it. Like, he is talking about living your rich life. If he was not rich, that would be a really tough message to sell, right? We see this. So having that aspirational quality, living your message and having the aspirational quality be the same as your expertise is going to be the number one way, the easiest way to start attracting some attention. So at the end of the day, people want results. And if your aspirational quality is the result that they want, it makes it that much easier and more likely for them to start listening to you. That's all we're trying to do is get some attention, right? Get some attention so we can build some trust. Get some attention so we can build some trust. How do we get some attention? Not by just being the loudest. You're going to be the best at whatever it is you do. You're going to have that aspirational quality. You're going to live your message. Of, a, of note here, a little side note here, perhaps. This means that you have to have moved through your shit already. I've said it numerous times and I will repeat it again because once is never, Instagram is not a place for you just going and jumping all of your shit. It's not for processing your shit. We go on Instagram, we go on social media and we share what we've learned. Right? This is not about curating something or being fake. It's about I don't want to see that bullshit, to be completely honest. So maybe this is my own wants, hopes, needs, desires. Everyone has their stuff. But if you're going to say like, hey, I'm going to teach this thing, I'm going to coach this thing, be the expert. Have moved through these things, whether it's that you are coaching on some sort of personal development thing, whatever, or you're coaching on, you know, physical therapy. Have moved through it. It's very tough. I think, you know, we're looking at kind of the prehab guys or one of the people that like did the opposite here where they were still in school and building a brand, but 
this is perhaps all my PTs that are listening to this, especially if you're kind of new grads. This proves that even while you're in school, you know more than the average popular, the average person, right? Pe the prehab guys were sharing basic PT exercises and built a following behind that. Now, you know, they're out of school and things like that, all grown up and they have that expertise. But while they were in school, they had that expertise comparatively. Same goes for if you are, whatever it is you're trying to market, whatever it is that you're trying to do, the service that you offer. I need you to be the expert. I need, to, I need you to have moved through those things. This, to me, ties into the, the different types of leaders. I don't even say different types of leaders. Different types of marketers that are out there, business owners that are out there. That's what we'll call it. The different types of business owners that are out there. We have, on one hand, the kind of beginners where they just consume a lot of content. Consume, 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 you'll regurgitate it. You know, Jill will call these, I believe, like a level one expert. I kind of straying from that definition because I don't think that they're actually an expert. They're just really good at parroting things, right? So we have this consumer type of business owner. And then on the flip side, we have this creator type of business owner. I want you to be in the second group where you are creating your own solutions. It's not just parroting what... You've read, it's not taking 11 billion certs and then just being like, when I get the next one, I'll, I'll be there and then I'm just going to like take this information and just purely regurgitate it. It's in, ingesting this information. And we have to go through these, these phases, right? First, we are that consumer level, consumption level uh, business owner. We're taking it in. We're taking all the information. And it's not to say that we ever stop learning, but I know that you all understand the difference between when we're just learning and saying exactly what it is that we learned and then that second level when we're actually like hold up and we're being discerning and they're like, that actually hasn't worked for me. That actually doesn't work for my clients. Here's the nuance here. Here's what I think about it. Here's what historically has worked best for me. Now we see how you got to go through this. You have to get those initial clients and work through them and get the results, which is why I said that's such an important step there. And then that will lead us into that creation or creator type of business owner, that more advanced business owner that becomes more attractive to the general public, right? And they're more willing to give them their attention because they're like, hey, this person you know, seems to know what they're doing. They're living their message. They're speaking with authority. I think I can trust them. I will give them more of my attention before I give them more of my trust or any of my money. So this last part of becoming that creator type of business owner, that second level type of business owner, this ties into you know, that original conversation of will people even listen to you? And that, for me, really kind of the answer there is are you living your message? That is where it starts. Are you personally a phenomenal example of whatever it is that you're trying to teach, whatever it is that you're trying to do. If I think about my guy, Ben Patrick, if this motherfucker still had tons of knee pain, he would not be a good model for knees over toes programming. Because you'd be like, well, I don't want to look like you. I'm trying to get out of pain. You, you still have pain. So the fact that he's able to do all these things and he shows himself dunking and jumping off of all these things and you know, going through movements that people with knee pain, we know like that shit would hurt me. And it's not hurting him. And, or he's a, the best fucking actor because he's got no grimacing on his face or anything like that. Right? So are you living your message? Right? Think about Danny Coleman's mom. <laughs> but you're just not that successful. Are you successful? Are you living into that 
thing. That is where that attention will start. From there, we get those initial clients, and then we focus on delivering the shit out of whatever that thing is. So circling back, a little recap, the three parts that I think we should be leaning into if you're just getting started trying to get that attention. Number one, start in person. It tends to be much easier. Number two, focus on getting results for your current clients, which tend to be your friends and family, whoever it is. Either way, don't be like, ah, oh, it's just my mom. Oh, it's just whoever. Focus on getting them phenomenal, phenomenal results. And then number three, live your message. Remember that the value of that aspirational quality or having that aspirational quality and having that aspirational quality be the same as your expertise or be the same as the outcome or the results that you get from your expertise. All right. I do believe that is it. Still loving this Thursday shorty Monday mini style. You folks, as always, are the best. I'm pretty sure I don't have any announcements for you. I hope you're enjoying whatever season it may be. And we'll be back next Monday with more Maestro on the Monday. As always, endlessly, endlessly appreciative for every single one of you. Until next time, friends, Maestro 